And now, from a studio apartment in Austin, Texas, it's just another movie podcast. How's it going, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Just Another Movie Podcast. Mike here. I know it's uh, it's been a minute since we've done a show, so uh, first I apologize for that. A um, couple of reasons. Uh, you know, life just gets in the way. You know, you find the time. Work's been insanely busy, so I just haven't had the time to commit to things. But really, um, there's a lot of different reasons, but the, one of the big ones was that the microphone that I had been using since 2020 um, finally kind of crapped out on me. I had been wanting to upgrade the microphone anyway, but I, uh, yeah, I so I had to shop for microphones and find the one I wanted and eventually settled on this. Uh, if you're curious, I am using the NZXT capsule. Uh, it's a pretty good mic, uh, plug and play, pretty easy. Uh, it does have the the ability to plug into a mixer and do some stuff, but that's that's probably advancement down the road. But anyway, we are here today with a new episode, and it is a uh, the review of uh, sometimes I don't I don't know if I use the word review. Review is probably correct um, because I do talk about a movie. I do talk about what I liked, what I didn't like, and then I award it a grade at the end. That's a review, you know. So, but I guess. I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or, or what, but I've never gone to film school. I've never written as a film critic before, so I don't I don't feel like I'm a film critic. So I feel like when I use the word review, I, I'm speaking like film critic. But, you know, either way, we are here to talk about the new-ish. It's been out for uh, about a month or so. Uh, but we are here to talk about the new 2023... American comedy horror film, Cocaine Bear. Yes, you heard that correctly. I said Cocaine Bear. And before we get into this, the if I had to explain to this movie to anyone without giving my personal opinion, just giving plot point, you can sum it up in like one sentence, which is a Colombian drug lord drops a bunch of cocaine in the Georgia mountains and a black bear gets into it and runs amok. That literally, that is the plot of Cocaine Bear. This is not the greatest storytelling in America cinema, American cinema history, but it is, It on paper, it sounds absolutely ridiculous. And, I mean, it's a movie about a bear who gets into some cocaine. That 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 sounds ridiculous on all levels. But somehow, this movie made it work. So, I, I, I don't know, but I will talk about it. First off, it's directed by Elizabeth Banks, which I did not know that until I saw it. And I saw her name, I saw that name under the directing, I'm like, wait, that Elizabeth Banks? Yes, that Elizabeth Banks. She directed it. It's written by Jimmy Warden. And 
something that the beginning of the movie actually gives you is that this is based on a true story. And I say true story in quotations because based on, inspired by is probably a more accurate term. It is inspired by the real life events that surrounded the actual cocaine bear, which was an American black bear that ingested nearly 75 pounds of lost cocaine. That That is a true story. So I was reading an interview, I believe it was on Variety, where the writer of the story, writer of the movie, Jimmy Warden, said, yeah, obviously, like, we don't know what happened with the bear. Did it go on a killing spree? Did it kill a bunch of hikers and park rangers? Maybe. Maybe. But we don't know. And he essentially says, I wanted this movie to be about this crazy yet true folklore. You know, this folk story that, you know, is true. It's almost like a tall tale, really. And But it's true. And he wanted to tell the story of what could have happened. And that is what you get in the movie of Cocaine Bear. It essentially... It sandwiches its 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 story around the true events. The movie starts with a drug lord, um, uh, a drug lord uh, by the name of I am I am having to look it up now. Uh, Andrew C. Thornton. He was a drug smuggler. He was smuggling in uh, cocaine from Colombia to the United States. He dropped off a shipment in Blairsville, Georgia, and in route, while he was in air, he essentially had ingested a ton of cocaine, probably, and at least the movie gives you that impression. And he essentially um, thinks the FBI has taken off in their own plane and is after him, so he begins to ditch the bags, these gym bags full of cocaine, starts dumping them out of the plane and then jumping out of the plane above Knoxville, Tennessee. However, the problem is, is yeah, he ditched the bags, but he also strapped a couple of the bags around him and he weighed too much, so his parachute malfunctioned and he died. That, <laughs> so that is the story of how we get the cocaine into the mountains. Um... Something that the movie points out, and I want to go ahead and I because this sounded like a thing, but also like mm, that might be a stretch. So I did my research, and the same article, um, like I said, I believe it was Variety. That same article uh, debunked a couple other myths surrounding the true story of uh, the cocaine bear. For the first being that at one time the cocaine bear was stuffed as in taxidermy. Uh, was stuffed and was owned by country legend Waylon Jennings. Another is that the real the cocaine bear resides in a kind of tourist trap Kentucky gift shop, and Variety kind of did some digging, and they actually got an interview with someone who worked at the Georgia Crime Lab, essentially when this happened, and this person went on record and said no. 
the bear was not sent to taxidermy to be stuffed. He wasn't preserved in any way. They brought him in. When they found the bear, this is the real story, by the way. When they found the bear, it had already died. It more than likely, 75 pounds of cocaine, it OD'd. So it, it overdosed on cocaine. It died. It laid down and died. And then it was there until they found it some, they said some three or four months later. Now, the movie never, never gives you this. So this is all coming from the Georgia Crime Lab report. So the bear was brought in at three or four months. The crime lab was actually really upset that the bear was brought in at all because it was so, um, it was so decomposed that it smelled up the entire lab. So they very quickly did an autopsy, discovered all the cocaine in its system, and alluded that, yeah, definitely, it's got, you know, 70-something pounds of cocaine in it. It overdosed. And then they, they cremated it. So the bear was not stuffed and was not owned by Waylon Jennings, and it is not housed in a gift shop in Kentucky. The gift shop finally did come out and say that uh, it was not the cocaine bear. But for many years, they had it in their shop with a sign saying the real cocaine bear. You know, they had it. They were advertising the real cocaine bear. People were taking pictures with it. So, you know, they finally came clean, but I think it's because they got exposed. I mean, the movie came out and everybody's going to go digging into the real story. So they finally had to come clean and say, yeah, it's not our bear. But let's get back to the movie. Um, this movie is fantastic. Is it going to be an Oscar winner? No. Is it going to win any award at all? No. But it's also not going to win a Razzie. It is not. Everybody thinks, oh, this is a terrible movie. It is not. It is a very, very well done movie. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a blast. I think the most fun I've had in a movie theater since, I would honestly say, Avengers Endgame. So quite a, quite a while. Um that I've had this much fun at a movie. Now, I know we didn't have movie theaters pretty much for two years, at least a year and a half, so that's not really fair. Um, but I feel like um, I feel like this was definitely the most fun I've had at a movie in forever. Um, but it stars uh, Carrie Russell from Felicity, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., who you may know as the son of... Uh, Ice Ice Cube, and also played Ice Cube, uh, Ice Cube, Ice Cube, in uh, Straight Outta Compton. Fantastic performance there. Uh, it also stars Aiden Einreich, who I know from. I probably mispronounced his name, but I know him from um, American Horror Story. There we are. I know him from American Horror Story, and he's always been a great performer. Uh, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. and it is one of the final acting credits. I think he has, I looked on his IMDb, and I think he has one more uh, to come out, maybe two. Uh, but it is one of the final uh, movies to come out uh, with Ray Liotta, who plays Sid, who is the like head cocaine dealer. So let's get into the deep dive of this movie. And honestly, I'm going to give you spoilers. But it's a movie called Cocaine Bear. Do you really care about spoilers? I I don't I don't really think you do. So if but if you do care about uh, spoilers, please go see this movie. It's a lot of fun. It's fantastic. I had a blast. Uh, like I said, it's not going to win Best Picture. It's not going to win any awards. But you know what? There are way worse movies out there. 
Um, this movie was done exactly the way it should have been, on the right budget, with the right production, with the right tone, acting, and everything is perfect. So I thoroughly uh, you know, say that you should definitely go and see this movie. I think you would have a blast. Definitely not for the kids. A uh, lot of language. Clearly there's drug use. It is a movie called Cocaine Bear. Um you know, there's, but there's a lot of language. They uh, use uh, the F word like a comma. So um, definitely not for the kids. I wouldn't even take your teenagers, but that is your call. I'm not a parent. Those are your kids. You can take them if you want to. But I would suggest leaving the kids at home. But if you don't want to hear the spoilers, thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. Uh, we're going to be doing the AFI 100, getting back into that. But I'm going to talk about, we're doing it a little different. I'll talk about that at the end of the episode. Uh, so just kind of stay tuned to see how we're going to be doing that. So anyway, here we go. Spoiler room brawl in three, two, one. Oh my God, the cocaine got the bear got into the cocaine, uh, right? Okay. So the general plot of this movie is there is a young girl uh, and her best friend who decide they are going to um, they are going to go and they're going to play skip school and they're going to go to the national park to there's a waterfall and they want to bring paint and paint the waterfall so uh, they skip school and they're going you know to the park and the movie actually opens with two i believe they are swedish uh hikers uh in, in the woods and they see the bear and they of course get attacked by the bear because the bear is on cocaine um but so the movie opens with that. So you kind of jump from the beginning. You're immediately, the, the bear is already into the cocaine when you start the movie. So you don't have to wait very long to get to the cocaine action. Uh, but anyway, skipping back where we were, uh, they're playing hooky. They're going to the national park. And of course, they encounter the bear. Um, the bear uh, actually kidnaps the little girl. I said kidnaps, but takes her back to its cave. Um, and the little boy just kind of runs uh, for for freedom, but uh, uh, there's, um, you know, there the the park ranger uh, who is hilariously played, and I recognize her from so many things. Uh, ranger, she plays Ranger Liz uh, Margot Martindale. I I honestly remember her from there was a movie called August Osage County. Let's see, Dead Man Walking, Million Dollar Baby, Walk Hard, um, the Hannah Montana movie, Secretariat. She's got a ton of credits to her name. She plays the uh, the park ranger, hysterical role, done very well, uh, and she's accompanied by the nature specialist. I, I don't really know what his title was, but Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family fame uh, stars as Peter. Like I said, they don't really give his name. They don't really give his job, but he's like a nature specialist. He knows a lot about the park and the animals and the plant life and stuff like that. So he's in there. Matter of fact, how he gets killed is honestly probably one of the better deaths in the entire movie. Um, it's very funny and includes a scene of a bear jumping from one tree to another. And I mean like a full leap. So it's, and it's all in slow motion and epic. And it, when it came to action, I, I honestly think that this was, <laughs> this was more ridiculous, but better well done than any of the Fast and the Furious movies. That, you know, and again, that that's just my opinion. Maybe you're a fast, you know, fan. I, I don't know. I am not. I will see them if I have to or if they're on TV and I just like, oh, you know, car movie. Don't want to have to think, you know. Yeah. 
That's what Cocaine Bear is. Cocaine Bear is a chance to turn off your brain and just enjoy a movie. And it's very short. It's only like, it's under two hours. I want to say it's an hour 50. So perfect date night. You can see it at like 7 o'clock. You're still going to get home fairly early. And I think you're going to have a great time. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, like I said, the way the way that the acting is done, it's, the actors clearly know. They're, they're being hunted. They're watching out for, because he's not really hunting them. But they're being cautious of a bear who has gotten into cocaine. And uh, they treat that with the same caution and intensity that Jamie Lee Curtis had in Halloween running from Michael Myers. They don't treat this like it's a complete ridiculous joke. But they also don't take it completely serious. They walk that line very fine, very just right on that line of being utterly ridiculous and being true. So they walk that line perfectly to where you never once come out of the moment and go, this is stupid. This is, there's no way this would happen. You, the logic never comes into play. And that would happen if the movie took itself even the least bit more serious. Then you'd have to think about the logic and it would ruin it. It would pull you out of the experience. So they, they nailed it right where they needed it. Right, They put the needle right on the mark of being between ridiculous and reality. And they stayed on that mark the entire time. And it was masterfully done. Um, one thing that I did enjoy about this was that there is a sense of reality to the movie. Um, so the, the bear doesn't just kill random people. It doesn't just attack random people in the park. It's not, this isn't Jurassic Park where the dino is just running around killing anybody it sees. This is a bear that is seeking out more cocaine. Like a cocaine addict, he is hunting cocaine. So he's not hunting victims. He Actually, it's she. She is not hunting victims. She's hunting cocaine. She wants more cocaine. So she only goes after people who have been in direct contact with the cocaine. The kids find the cocaine, so she goes after the kids. Uh, the... Um, the only people that she attacks without them being on the cocaine is the hikers at the beginning, and that's because they run. Uh, and so she just she treats it like prey, and she just runs after them, and that's that. Um, but yeah, she does not go after anybody who's not been in contact with the cocaine. So, like, she doesn't go after the mom, because the mom has never touched the cocaine. She doesn't have the cocaine on her, and so she doesn't go after her. However, the drug dealers that are in the park have been in the cocaine, so they're definitely get, you know in line to get attacked. Um, there's one point where there's a cop who finds the duffel bag and he's on the roof of this gazebo. And, of course, he's got a bag of the cocaine, so the bear's trying to climb up on top and get him. you know. And so the bear is not going after the people. It's going after the cocaine. That's what it wants. It doesn't want to kill the people. It just wants more cocaine. So that's it. So that's, you have the motive of the killer. 
Like, when you think about Michael Myers, what was the motive there? I think he just killed random people. I think the dude just walked through town, just stabbed, stabbed, stabbed. There was no motive. But there shouldn't have been. You didn't need to know it. Again, Friday the 13th, do we know the motive? I know we do for the first one. Jason Voorhees' mother wants to kill all the camp counselors and because they let her son drown, even though these aren't the same camp counselors. But you get my point. You know, there's a motive there. And there's not always a motive with serial killers. You know, Ted Bundy, there was no motive there. Yeah, he had a type. That's what a serial killer is. But there was no motive. We didn't know why he did it. You know, here we are, Cocaine Bear. And yes, I did just compare Cocaine Bear and Ted Bundy in the same sentence. Cocaine Bear is clearly not attacking the park guest. She's only going after more cocaine. And one of the beautiful things that I loved about this movie was that that there was a sense of reality to the movie. In that, the example that I I will use here is there is a scene where um, there's a whole side plot with these three kind of punks in the park that are stealing things and vandalizing the park and things like that just being hoodlums and they there's this whole side part with them one of them gets shot and killed so they call the paramedics paramedics show up they find the body and they're like oh there's a shooting and then they see one of them sees all the blood coming from the back room so he goes he opens the door to peek in see what's going on and lo and behold there's the bear eating one of the dead victims who had been in contact with the cocaine. So he, you know, she's eating the body and she sees the paramedic. So he backs out slowly, shuts the door and tells the other paramedic, there's a bear back there. And before he can finish the sentence, the bear jumps, you know, knocks through the door and is standing on top of the door. But he has, the paramedic has not been in contact with the cocaine. So the bear doesn't attack him. It, it honestly, it ends up letting him go. And the only reason the bear pursues the paramedics anyway is because the paramedics run and get in their car and drive off. That's a cool scene, a bear running stride for stride with an ambulance and then jumping into the back of it with the doors open. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a hysterical movie. And it, like, you can't bring the logic to it because if you do, you know... It ruins it. Clearly, a bear is not going to run as fast as an ambulance and then leap into the back of it. A bear is not going to jump from one tree to another. You know, this is not going to happen. But it's still, like, it's still just a little bit, like, realistic where you're like, wait, can bears run that fast? Can bears jump from tree to tree? You you don't know. Clearly, they can't run up ambulances. But can they jump from tree to tree? Maybe. Maybe. I've never seen one do it, but I've never seen one not do it, so I don't know. Maybe. So that was the beauty of this movie, was that while it was ridiculous, they put, they sprinkled just enough of that realism, you know, that realistic, you know, story in there, and the way the action was just realistic enough to where you go, huh, it doesn't pull you out of the moment. It doesn't, you don't have that moment where you go, Oh, this is just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You never have that. You go, you leave this going. That was wild, man. 
That was so, it was wild. It was an, it was an adventure. It's so cliche to say, oh, it was a roller coaster of a movie. It was. There was so much going on. It was fantastic, and I loved it. And I think most of you, if not all of you, would have a blast. Uh, you know, it's not a definite have to see it in the theaters. You can definitely wait for the streaming wherever it goes and rent it on Amazon or Netflix or HBO Max, wherever it lands. Um, you definitely could wait for the stream. Probably not too long. I would think probably sometime in May, maybe June. The pandemic did shorten that down because you know, movie com- movie studios wanted to make money and nobody was going to the movies for a while. We couldn't, so they had to put it out on streaming pay 20 bucks to rent it and then the whole family can watch it so ever since then i've seen movies just turn around to streaming much 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 quicker than on a physical media and i haven't paid attention to see when something goes on to streaming and then it's released on dvd how much or you know how much of a gap there is like if it's two or three months between its streaming debut and its physical media uh you know, where you can purchase the physical discs. Um, I don't know if the gap if the gap is two or three months. You know, that explains that. Because I, growing up and in, in, in before the days of streaming, you know, back in my day, we, um, it took about six months after a movie left theaters. Six months later is about the time that you saw home release, video, DVD, and then eventually Blu-ray. But now with things like Netflix and Amazon and, HBO Max, any streaming in general. Now that we have that, I'm wondering how long until physical media is completely eradicated. Um, I, I want to say it's either Target or Walmart is actually no longer has said they're no longer going to be selling it, which is odd because I've gone through Walmart even now and picked up stuff in the bargain bins or you know their physical media is always pretty cheap. Um, like I could have gotten, I saw last week or a week before at Walmart, I saw the complete series of MASH, 11 seasons of MASH for like 60 bucks. I almost bought that, you know, but again, like how long, I mean, I don't think the technology for physical media will be ever be obsolete, but it could be, it could be. I mean, how many of us still listen to eight tracks? How many of us still listen to cassette tapes? How many of us still watch things on VHS? So, but you can still buy a VCR. You can still buy a radio with a tape deck. There's, those abilities are still there. I don't think I've seen an 8-track machine in anyone's car or at Best Buy ever. So, um, well, maybe when I was a kid, but not since then. So, uh, do, does the technology to play physical media, DVD, Blu-ray, does that go away? I mean, I have a PS5. And that can play Blu-ray. So that system's going to be, you know, the top-of-the-line system, at least for Sony, probably for the next at least four to five years, if not longer. Didn't the PS3 have like a 14-year or 12-year gap between its release and the PS4? I think that's crazy. But either way, great ep- uh, great movie. Highly suggest it. On the grade scale, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a B plus, B plus. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I, it's not something I want to own, but it's definitely something that if you've got people hanging out at the house, and 
and you've got enough of them and it's you're deciding yo you're gonna all gonna watch a movie and there's enough people in the room that have not seen cocaine bear that is your go-to that's the movie you should be watching it's the best movie party watch party movie probably that could ever be released so <laughs> but anyway let's talk about where the show is going first off uh not this weekend weekend after i am moving i'm moving to a different apartment here in austin and it's got its own study slash studio area and i'm so excited because it means i can sit down i can make a calendar i can make an episode guide of what i want to do going forward episode by episode and i've got a place i've got a space to do it up until now i've like right now i am set up on my kitchen counter that because that's the most comfortable way for me to record without a desk and a setup um, that i will have in two weeks or so well there'll probably be another episode before we get there but i'm very excited about having the new space really really uh, looking forward to getting in there and just doing some really good stuff for you guys but we're going to talk about where we're going uh, the next couple of, of, of shows. We have the Oscars uh, this week, and I have not seen most of the movies that are heavy on the nominations. Um, but from everything I've heard about everything here at once, or what I can't, and all at once, or something like that. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but everything I've heard about that is that it's amazing and everything it's winning so many awards. It's winning acting awards. It's winning direction. It's winning screenplay. It's, it's, it's more than likely going to win your best picture. I, I think it's out there on streaming. I think it's on Amazon. Um, I need to sit down and watch it. Um, but I haven't seen a lot of the other, uh, the, the other nominations, at least in the best picture category. So we're not going to do an Oscars episode. I, I wanted to do that, but when they changed that rule from five Best Picture nominees to ten, or up to ten, that makes it, that's excessive. That's a lot to watch and get through, um, especially once they, you don't get a lot of time. Once they announce nominations, you only have maybe three weeks, maybe a month. It can be done, but you're putting yourself on a pretty good time crunch there. But anyways, what... Uh, next episode is going to be, we're going to get back into the AFI 100. However, I'm going to change up how I'm doing it. We're going random style. Instead of going 100 to 1, I'm got a, I have a random number generator uh, on my phone, and we are going to uh, just be pulling up a random number from 1 to 100, and whatever it comes up with, that is where that is the um, that is the number that we are. Uh, that's the number of movie we're gonna watch, and we're gonna do it right now. So one to a hundred. Here we go. We're gonna click randomize. Eighty one. What is eighty one on the list? Now, obviously, with this way, I'm going to get a few things that I may have already seen, but we're gonna see what number eighty one on the list is. And uh, obviously, if we get something that we've seen already, you know, if I've not done an episode on it, I'll do it. But if I've done the episode already, say like Ben-Hur, um, well, obviously, we're not going to do that. So, uh, 81, scrolling, 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 81, a movie I've never seen, 1960, Spartacus. So, number 81 is 1960's Spartacus, starring, uh, was uh, Kurt Russell, right? 
No. Which one's the dad? Oh, I'm blanking out. Oh, it's not Kurt. Kurt's the son. Oh man, it's gonna come to me. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna come to me as soon as I stop recording. But <laughs> number eighty-one, all about Spartacus. That is gonna be next week. We're gonna get that one out next week. Um, so next week, be tuning in for that. Uh, Facebook. Uh, still going on, still going strong. Going to be getting back on posting on that. Instagram going to finally get taken off on that. Thinking about doing TikTok? Don't know. Maybe. Well, we'll have to see. So, uh, but yeah, all the socials are out there. On the Instagram, there is a link tree that will actually take you to all of the links for the show. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Audible, still working on that book deal, Amazon Music. Uh, I believe it's on a couple other smaller platforms, but those are the big ones. And I've got those linked for you in the link tree, link in bio, on the Instagram, so you can find the show easily and also listen to it in whichever format you prefer. But hey, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I appreciate you coming by and hanging out for a while. Uh, I love being back to the show. I'm super excited about getting back into a studio space, making a calendar, and really getting this thing on a consistent schedule for you guys. And uh, who knows? Who knows where we go from here? I, you know, uh, who, who knows? Well, we work our way through the AFI. We'll have new movie reviews coming up. We have South by Southwest is coming up here. I don't know if I'll go to that, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for hanging out. And uh, until next time, see ya. <laughs>